What is up, everybody? Welcome into the locker room, a dynasty fantasy football experiment where we focus on team building, roster construction, draft strategy, and trade negotiations, which, of course, is the lifeblood of all dynasty leagues. This is Burke here, and this is the locker room talk. We're going to talk life, love, stress, and setbacks, and anything and everything you need to know to dominate your fantasy football leagues. Please check us out at www.tlrdynastyff.com. You can find links to our social media, uh, a bunch of great content on there. Check it out today. We are going to go over the end of a January draft, which we just highlighted. And then we're going to talk a couple personal trades because we both made some big moves in our own leagues. And uh, there's an elephant in the room because we post this to all those leagues. So I'm joined tonight with uh, Sean, the madman Pomroy, who was a part of this January startup. What's up, Sean? Hey there. We're back. We're better. We're doing it. Let's roll, baby. Let's finish this. Let's finish this baby off. Sounds good. Let me just highlight real quick. He traded his first and second. Uh, He got... Uh, a third, another third, a seventh, two first next year, uh, and then traded his one of those sevenths and his sixth for a fifth and an eighth to get at the end of the tier break. He ends up going Clyde, Aaron Rodgers, Keenan Allen, comes back with the 103. Uh, then he snags himself, what is this, the 105, and Mike Evans coming out of the fifth round, coming around on the sixth round. Um, after that goes a couple more draft picks, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford. Stafford is a huge tier break here. It comes back to him. There are some running backs that are sketchy. Every draft is different. It comes back to him here. Uh, do you own your own sixth here? No, you traded it to Matt. So Matt takes Matt Ryan. A bunch of quarterbacks come off the board here. He puts himself in a weird spot. Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger. So most of the quarterbacks you want. Uh, but he does have that third and fifth round pick in the rookie draft. Kareem Hunt, Cortland Sutton, Kenny Galladay, Odell, Juju, Shark, Gaskins, Jones, Hollywood come off the board before it finally gets back to you. It's still not back to you, is it? It's got to come all the way back through. Jeez, well, buddy. Yeah, is, so here's where the bad man got. Let me get through it. Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, Debo, Robert Tunyon, who was tight end three but is a trap, another draft pick. Taysom Hill, who people thought was going to be the starter in New Orleans. We will see. Cooper Cup seems like a great value here. Goddard seems like a great value here. Tyler Board, Adam Thielen, Julio Jones. So a couple of ones. They both went to Matt. Of course they did. Matt, you Dirty, dirty dog, you and Tyler Board, who is a solid two or three. Uh, and then it comes back to you. Why don't you highlight who's on the board? I know you can see it. And uh, yeah, this is where you get dirty, right? Well, so here again, so I traded up for Evans. So I, I didn't have a sixth. I ended up having two sevenths and two eighths. So another tricky little trade that we did was this is a huge mess of a tier. Like you just read off all those names, man. There are some diamonds in the rough there, but there are other guys that people are reaching on and they just don't know. It's a very big that between that six and seven and even into the eighth, you see into the eighth round, you got again, Cup, Thielen, Julio. We got Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks in the eighth. And there's still little shithead quarterbacks. So I see that when I, this is how I make a trade. Every time I make a trade, I do it like a kid who's learning how to count. I will take in how many guys I'm willing to trade back for. So Maddie offered me my next trade for my seventh and my sixth. Um, let's break it down here. So I, I gave up my eight. I only moved back four spots on one of these. This is a weird trade with Maddie, but he wanted my 704. Okay. He wanted to move up from his ninth to my seventh for a first. And I also let him move up four spots in the eighth. So I moved back from the seventh to the ninth. I move back four spots in the eighth and I gain a first because I see from the seventh, even to the ninth, I see value. I see Rager. 
I know the early seconds. If you ask me if there's a difference between Tyler Lockett and the 201, 202, there's no difference. I'd rather, I'd like to have both on my team. And the same with uh, the whole slew of guys you just ran off. That is like the, the field of trading too, the whole off season. Is there just a slew of guys? Some guys are worth first and some guys are just in this early second, mid second blob. And it lasts two and a half rounds. So to be able to gain another future first, thank you, Maddie. <laughs> did it again. So I move back again, those four spots. So the seventh and the ninth, that's really what you want to highlight is who's available in the seventh. Let's go through the seventh round again here. We got um, Carson again, Debo. It's against like the 110. Uh, Roethlisberger, Hollywood Brown, Ronald Jones, DJ Chark, Juju. And instead of the seventh, I get, again, uh, Devontae Parker and Mike Gusecki. So would you rather have Devontae Parker in the first or Tyler Lockett? Or the 110? I'll take the first. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So adding that in, that was like, that's how this, and that's how the rest of this trade, I don't want to spend too much more time on this because then it gets fucking boring. <laughs> but at this point in the draft, and when draft picks are involved in the draft, I know that the late first and those early seconds, those early seconds and that late first aren't that big of a difference to me. And I am trying to, with my next picks, I end up grabbing Gusecki and Parker in the eighth and ninth. And then I grab Brady. And that's where I grab Brady. I move back too, also because I know that he might fall. And I'm always targeting him. So I end up grabbing a QB1 in the eighth round, who is the most special man on earth, and two Miami Dolphins, which doesn't feel great. But then after that, and how I finish off my draft is I hammer out draft picks. I grab a couple of value plays. I grab Antonio Brown because I love the way he still looks. And I grab the 202, the 204, the 207, and the 304. I throw in James White. I got Preston Williams, Jarwin, Herndon. But the main thing is, again, I have now ending the draft, I have my veteran lineup like you've been saying. I've got my redraft team, my old-time producers, and I have four future firsts with a ton of draft capital. I have the 103, 105, 202, 204, 207. That right there is, again, five picks in the top 20, top 21. So I love mid-seconds and early seconds in, in a super flex, especially in this draft class. It's phenomenal. With five quarterbacks on the board, So we talked about the last pod. There's going to be so much talent in a 14-team league. If those quarterbacks fall to me at 202, 204, I end up doing two post-draft trades in this league um, that we could possibly get to, but in the end, man, that's that's where it came out. After I hit Parker, Gusecki, and Brady, I hammered out draft picks. So I that's how the whole draft went. Was veteran production filled in with a ton of draft tips. All right, man. So I can't see all the trades that are done. I can just see the draft board. I can't see who owns what picks all the way through. Let me just highlight coming through the eighth. Starts with Cup, Boyd, Thielen, Jones. You're looking at ones and twos. Uh, the one, the twos are have youth. The ones are old. Goddard's probably the last explosive tight end you think somebody's going to take a shot on. You see people address that after that. He's looking at Brandon Cooks and Chenault, Robbie Anderson, Mims, slew of draft picks, uh, and Robert Woods. That's a screaming value to me. And when you come around to the ninth, I see Gesicki, who you took, Hunter Henry, who's about to possibly change teams logan thomas evan ingram i guess would have been a nice play jarvis landry curtis samuel who probably just had his career year chase edmonds who's a backup james Conner, mitchell trubisky just got replaced 
you know, Pittman's an unknown and, and you snag Devontae Parker here. Now you could have gone with the youth movement. You could have taken Kenyon Drake and got a running back just for positional scarcity. But Devontae Parker was wide receiver three in standard wide receiver nine in PPR just a year prior. Uh, he dealt with a little bit of injury and a ton of quarterback changes again. I don't know about you, but I expect to, to do better. Right. And it, you look at his numbers and Parker, I can, and I can compare could be him. One of the best. Yep. That could have been one of the best picks of the whole draft right there was Parker. You, you, you're the one that got me on to Parker, man. You're the one that, that – hey, Parker lives in me because of you. And I've seen – this year was troubled with quarterback play and injury. And when he was out there and the quarterback was him on the same page, he got fed. He was fed. So you could – this could be the, the value of the draft right there. Yeah, he could have gone with Jarvis Landry, um, who went after that, or Evan Ingram for the tight. Jarvis Landry would also popped off the page a little bit for me. And you got the Jalen Ragers. Uh, some people love them. Looks like he was a value here too, but Parker has that upside. Um, I expect Tua to get better. And when I compare his numbers to some of the greats, the Paytons, the, the, I love Stafford. I looked at Breeze. I looked at Rivers. Uh, Rivers actually had a pretty solid rookie campaign, but, but most of them didn't. Okay. And they turned the ball over a ton. And if you take away the three turnovers, even add him in, I think he was 10 or 11 and five. You're looking at two to one touchdown to pick ratio coming off three at the end of the year. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's good. And if Parker is his main guy, uh, we see them in the draft. They like to build from the inside out, address the defense. They've done a great job with it. I don't know if it would uh, change here with the third overall pick. I bet they'd take a tackle and just pass on these guys. So if, if Parker is the man there, we see Lynn Bowden can thrive. If they're healthy, that is a snag. Uh, yeah. So in the 10th Jarvis and Rager look pretty good to me. When I look through the 11th, it gets pretty cloudy. You're going to have to take your shot, man. You got people going with the ghosts of Zach Ertz and Naheem Hines and Kurt coming off some big games and Gabriel Davis looks like he's going to grow. But once you get out of the 10th, the talent really falls off. And I see you just hammer uh, pick, pick, pick in the 10th, 11th and 12th, 13th, eight, eight, Antonio Brown's a great pick. Uh, maybe he's nothing, man, but maybe any of them are nothing. And uh, Brian Edwards and Paris Campbell went on either side of you there. So you got sandwiched between, uh, some more nothing. I'll take Antonio Brown. Preston Williams gives you the backup to Parker. I really like it. And then I see that you address your tight end position. If you're not going to take that high end, he does have some rookie picks coming up. He's going to look at Kyle Pitts. He's going to look at Pat uh, Fryermuth. I think that's how you say it. But he takes Jarwin, who had just came off. Uh, no, Jarwin was supposed to be great, and they got hurt. So he's got a good situation. Chris Herndon, we saw him put up tight end one numbers on a weekly basis. And his rookie season has fallen off. New coaching staff, possibly new quarterback. And Donald Parham, who could be this six foot eight monster out there for the Chargers. And if he takes over the role of Hunter Henry, I mean, he's going to have a pretty solid year. He, he could be the next Logan Thomas or something like that. He's big, he's athletic, he's going to score some touchdowns. So it's a real nice draft, man. Uh, you have four futures next year, right? Yep. Why don't you just run yeah. through your final roster real quick before your two last trades, uh, and then we'll get on to some trade talk. Well, well, John, I made some trades, so it's not the – I ended up getting Waller. Of course I ended up trading for Waller. But Aaron Rodgers, Clyde – so I'll, I'll, I'll do the trades real quick because I'm not going to get too much into them, just what I did. Aaron Rodgers, Clyde, James White, Keenan Allen – Mike Evans, Robert Woods, um, Mike Gusecki, Devontae Parker, AJ, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady. And then anybody worth noting, I got Heineke, baby. He just got a new contract. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, because he still looks like he can play. Uh, Herndon, Parham, um, Jarwin, Preston Williams, 
And again, the 103, 105, 202, 204, 207, and the 304 and four future firsts. So right after the season, I ended up trading Gusecki for Hunter Henry and to move up in the second to the 203. Really dumb trade. One of the weirdest trades I've ever done. Um, Henry and Gusecki are in the same tier for me. Moving up into the second felt great because then I can get back-to-back picks. And the fact that I already had three Dolphins, I don't feel like betting on them. Stupid trade. The big trade that I did was I traded for Waller right after. So I traded Clyde and Hunter Henry for A.J. Dillon and Darren Waller. And I love this trade because I think that Darren Waller is a god. And at position scarcity and a T premium, I, I don't think we've even seen Waller's ceiling. I think he's one of the most one of the most talented players I've ever seen in my life. And I'm a love. We all know this. So I got my boy. You can find running backs, man, but there's only three fucking tight ends in this league that I want on my team right now. And Darren Waller's one of them. So that's why I made the trade. And AJ Dillon is a fucking swing for defenses kind of guy right now, man. Like made it easy is for me, the way I looked at it is Clyde and Waller in the same tier for me. And I'd rather have AJ Dillon than Hunter Henry. So I ended up having to move back five or six spots from the 207 to the 301 to make it happen. But give me the Walrus, man. Give me the Walrus. I love Clyde. I'm on the Clyde train. This is the thing. Every, a guy could be the biggest buy. Like Clyde is my, one of my biggest buys this season, but I'll still sell him because I actually think I got the value that I wanted. So yeah, that's my team you, now. I love how you highlighted that because you lost the value battle. You gave up a top five rookie pick from last year and Clyde that looks great. Plus a really nice tight end for a guy that hardly ever played, might not get any playing time at Darren Waller, but you attacked that positional scarcity and you went and got your advantage on a week to week. And um, there's not going to be a matchup that you go into where you don't feel good because you're missing a spot, right? You got that tight end spot filled. There's only three of them. Kelsey's a a little on the old and he's very expensive. Kittle's coming off injury. And again, very expensive. I feel like Darren Waller is still the one to buy. I don't want the Andrews and the TJs. So Yeah. That's a big, that's a big trade. I love how you kept saying the other one was a stupid trade. I love Gesicki for Hunter Henry. He had a better year and you moved from the third way up in the second. So you just skimmed over that one, but that one was big. So you got any final closing thoughts here before I close out this January draft? Yeah, I'm excited for the rookie drafts. That's a good fun team. It's good. So you could suck. You could still make bad choices and still turn out with a great team. It's okay. You just got to have a good strategy going in and, B water. I did. I had no idea the draft was going to turn out like this, but I still uh, kept an open mind through the whole thing, made some good choices some bad choices, but in the end, it's a very fun, exciting, it totally, it totally a madman team, total madman team. Can you give me your starting lineup one more time? We know you have the one Oh three and the one Oh five. Give, give me the whole lineup. So you can cut quarter, the bench. You can cut the bench out. Just give me, tell me the lineup. Aaron, Rodgers, Tom Brady at quarterback. Uh, AJ Dillon and James White at running back. And that's what I've said before. Nick. So, and then at receiving core is uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Robert Woods, Devontae Parker, Antonio Brown, Preston Williams, I guess, thrown there. So then you throw on the, the key of the whole meat of the team. <laughs> you got all that veteran production. That team could keep me competitive right there. Two top 10 quarterbacks, one of the top three tight ends. And four top 15 receivers. If Parker hits another top 15 receiver, because you know, Evans Woods again, Evans Woods and Keenan, top 15. They've done it the last three years. There's no reason to think they won't. So Parker, and then I got the 103, the 105, 202, 203, 
uh, 301, 304. So I have two early firsts, two early seconds, and three early thirds, and four firsts. It's fun. It's fun. It's a very nice team. All right, man, let's break down. Let's uh, address the elephant in the room. We both traded our franchise quarterbacks in different leagues. Completely oh, separate. Lord. I had no idea. Uh, he traded Patrick Mahomes. I traded Kyler Murray. His was a 12-team, very deep starters. Mine's a 16-team, about the same settings. You want to go first? Sure. <laughs> sure, I will. Tell, tell, tell them the thought process. Tell them what you got. It's not okay. in a vacuum here, though. We can give no, us a peek behind the not curtain. Not at all. Give us a peek behind the curtain. No trade is behind a vacuum. And it's why I know I do a lot of polls and stuff, too. It's fun to think of value. Because you can think of value in a vacuum. So this is why I use polls. Because in a vacuum, if people are going to vote, it's still give me 40% chance. And that that trade makes sense in my league. I'm like, okay, I'm not getting totally fucking ripped off value-wise here. Uh, I use polls to calculate the, the market. And it really helps me. And I love, I appreciate anyone who votes on my polls. So I didn't pull this one until the day after. And that's the thing. Most of the time, I don't even pull my trades until they actually go through. Or I'm just thinking about it and I don't know what to do. Um, so this team was an auction draft. My first auction draft. I had to have Patty and Tyreek. Like I just went in knowing that I was going to get these guys. Um, and I spent like half my fucking budget. I spent nearly half my budget on Tyreek and Patty. Um, I filled in the blanks with like Eckler. I made a lot of trades with this team, but in the end this year coming out of it, very competitive team, very good team. But the problem is, this team had um, Teddy Bridgewater and Mitch Trubisky as his quarterbacks. So I ended up making a trade. I had to trade Monty to get Brady and Cooks. We kind of said that, or I said that earlier. Oh, we, this is off the air. I traded, when I first got the team back, I traded Montgomery for Brady and Cooks, which sucked because that was before the Watson news broke. But then I'm sitting here with Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Jamestown is my only running backs and Miles Gaskins, who I'm trying to sell for a late second right now. Can't get it. Um, and then I have a great receiving core. I have three number one receivers. I got Tyreek, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen. And then in my flex, I got Brandon Cooks, Robbie Anderson, and then Tom Brady, my other quarterback. I got Logan Thomas, Herb Smith, tight end. Feeling pretty good about that. Uh, that I, that's actually about as good as I feel about tight end rather than having a top guy because Herb is my guy. I think Logan Thomas is not just a one-year wonder either. But I feel stuck because I traded away my future picks. I don't feel like my flexes are strong and I can't trade. I could trade Tyreek. Basically my chiefs are the only guys I could trade Tyreek, Patty and Clyde and Clyde's value is too low <clears throat> are the only guys. What I look to do on my teams that are stuck is I have to sell my studs. I have to sell the most appealing player and get the most I can for them to like I said, loosen the collar on the team. Give me some flexibility in the offseason to make other deals that I want to make. So T. Higgins is one of the highest guys on my board right now. He is not that far from Justin Jefferson. Suck it. That's what I'm saying right now. I prefer him over Lamb. I would trade Higgins for Lamb Plus right now in a goddamn instant. I don't care if it was for a fucking 301 on top. I like T. Higgins. I'm falling in love. So he, I, I don't even think this guy's going to take the trade. There's only, when I'm looking to trade Patrick Mahomes, there's seven quarterbacks. There's only seven possible deals I can get done for selling Patty. It is one of the most difficult things to do is to sell an elite quarterback in a super flex and a six point per pass touchdown nonetheless. 
It's one of the hardest things to do, I think. And in my situation, I'm not doing it unless I get another top seven on top, back in the deal. So that limits my options. And there just happens to be one team that has three top seven quarterbacks. He's got Lamar, Dak, and Herbert. So he's the first guy I went to. I'm like, you know what? Give me Herbert. And I, that's the first time I, I tried Herbert and Waller. I tried to get Herbert and Waller for Patty. And I ended up having to throw in too much on top. And so I didn't like it. So I look around. I think Kyler Murray, there's nothing he has that he could throw on top that would make me want to do it. So that's out the window. Josh Allen, I already tried that. I tried Josh Allen, the 112 Van Jefferson in a second. And he turned it down. And then my next step, my last step, my Hail Mary was, you know what? And he had, this guy had Burrow and Lawrence. So I'm like, you know what? I'd take either one of them plus T Higgins and another first. And this is the bottom feeder team. I'm like, I don't think he should do this. It doesn't make sense for his team, but I'm going to send it anyway. <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, 101, give me Lawrence. Lawrence and Herbert are the cutoff of guys I would take and Burrow. Are the, the last three that I would take in a deal for Patty. So what my thought process from that point on is what can I get on top? So I get my favorite rookie coming out of this year in T Higgins and a first round in the 111. If I get that on top, I'm very happy because I think T Higgins is an ascending player could be absolutely a wide receiver one. And I get to take my shot with this outstanding class and, or, but the best part and why I do it is it gives me flexibility. Now, now I have the one Oh one, which people love still. And now I have T Higgins, which people love still probably not more than me. And then the one eleven. Now I have so much more flexibility in this off season to go about things. Does it suck? Trading Patrick Mahomes, absolutely. But this is how I play the game. I have my favorites that I will die on hills with. That's why my favorites end up being the value plays because they're the guys I can always afford to get on my team for nothing. And so that's why they always end up on my team. But you can't build, go in dynasty playing that way with only value plays because it doesn't work. But this is how you survive is you take the guys that have that sex appeal, capitalize on it, and there's nothing sexier than Patty. So that's why I fucking do it. It's because he's the only real option I have to trade. And now I have a lot more options to trade. That was a bold move. It's a bold move, man. Uh, I love that you just highlighted some tears, man, because you, you had to get on stock. T Higgins connected to Burrow. Fantastic wide receiver. It could be the best in the bunch. There's going to be a ton of debates about that. We just have to wait and see, though. We don't get to call the plays. We just get to find out. They're definitely going to throw the ball a ton. They're definitely going to be losing. They have a quarterback that can get it to them. Don't hate it. Yep. Um, and you get Trevor Lawrence, who's this hot young thing. You're going to lose production now, almost assuredly. And then you add a 112. It was bold, man. Uh, yours is a 12 team. Is a six or four point passing touchdown? Six. Eek. And you gave up the best player. I don't think I would have done that. However, <laughs> on the exact same night, on the other side of the, on the other side of the country. Uh, I'm trying to get unstuck on a 16 team where I just found third. I don't have any first or seconds the next two years this year, next year I'm sitting on Kyler and Tom Brady. I, uh, Connor just crapped on me. Devonte Freeman crapped on me. So I just got Clyde and I ended up trading Swift for Chubb and then Chubb straight up for Kareem Hunt to try and get that first round by, which I did get, which pushed me deeper in the playoffs for, uh, Kareem Hunt. So I have Kareem Hunt and Clyde. And then when you're looking at the wide receivers, I got Thielen, I got Keenan Allen, I've got Landry, Parker, 
Shepard. So just nothing sexy anybody wants. Uh, Travis Kelsey at tight end. He's not moving as a tight end premium to 16 team. You just cannot let that go. Uh, so I got to move Clyde or I got to move Kyler. And I don't want to move either. And if I'm going to sit on one, it's going to be Kyler. So I start shopping Clyde and no one really wants to pay up. He doesn't have this hype. You see Akers gets more hype than him. Uh, Antonio Gibson, people like that are, are just more loved in this league. And I can't get really much for him. I can't really get anybody to actually name a price or say an offer I can even go off of. So then I got to go to Kyler. And so when you're shopping a stud like that, you can't just put him out there. His value is just through the roof. He's, he, he runs all over the place like Lamar, or Kyle, um, Josh Allen, and he throws all the different art angles, just like the Patrick Mahomes and the, I guess Josh Allen's because he's just all over the place. Uh, putting up production. It's a four point per passing touchdown, not minus two for, for picks that rushing upside, just so many touchdowns. I just don't want to let them go. So I go looking for somebody that can afford it. There's two teams. There's one team that's loaded. And I know if I slide him over there, I don't know what he would have given because he just, he just uh, doesn't get a lot in trades. He doesn't like to lose a trade. So I'm looking through most of them. There's like seven or eight teams fighting for the six playoff spots. The other eight, it, he's just probably not going to, tickle their fancy. They don't have enough, right? There are people that want him that just don't have enough to give to me. This is the second teams. year. It's tough. So you got to find somebody with the bullets and there are two teams. One of them is loaded and they're all draft picks. He's got Lamar and Baker and Jameis Winston still on his team. You know, what, I, what am I going to trade for Lamar plus? I guess maybe that would have been the play. I don't know what the plus would have been. I need to open this thing up. So I go to the other team. He's got the sixth spot, the 10th spot, the 14th spot and the rookie draft. And he's got a few of my love joys. He's got um, Gibson and I love the Turner, the Turner connection. I guess it's Scott now, not Norv. And then he's got Debo and I love the Kyle Shanahan connection. So I trade Kyler for the one Oh six and Debo and Cam Akers, which allows, I'm sorry, and Cam Akers and Antonio Gibson, which allows me to do a lot of things. Now, <laughs> I, have, I have three running backs. I've got my five or six wide receivers, uh, Keenan Allen and Thielen, I think are ones. Travis Kelsey, I think is the one. I still have Tom Brady, who's a quarterback once, and I got to address the quarterback situation. I do have that sixth overall pick, so I get some youth there if I draft out of that spot. But really, I just get wiggle room because Clyde Gibson Hunt, that's a solid running back core. I could let one of them go. Thielen, uh, Keenan Allen are probably going to stay because nobody really wants to pay up, but Debo's got a little sexiness to him. If not, I'll take him. Debo, Parker, Landry, Shepard, that's a fine wide receiver core. And when I have a lot of experience in 16 leagues – 16 team leagues, I end up losing quarterbacks all the time, whether it's injury or trade or, or they just, they just, you know, fell off or whatever. So I end up rolling with one and I very rarely had the top guy and I've had a lot of success because you're going to play a ton of teams that only have one anyways. Like I just named off a team with three and he's got picks one, two and five. So he could have six coming out of the rookie draft. Most people aren't going to have two, two quarterbacks. I'm going to have zero. And so I know it's Tom Brady and he's ancient, um, but we just – we highlight him all the time. He's – I totally believe he's going to be a top 10 guy. Seven, five, whatever. He's top 10. So I have a quarterback one. If I don't have a quarterback to put in the super flex spot, playing on a weekly basis, I'm going to let it ride and see what can happen. And I still have that six spot, uh, the 106, in my pocket. So It's January. It's January. I mean, February. It's February, right? February. It's February now. <laughs> so, yeah. So, February, it's, it's, it's fine. You got plenty of time to address it, and it's not essential. In a 16-team league, this is a key to the Berkey's trade. And, and you're like, oh, the value is crazy for trading him for that. No, it's about similar to what I did because in a 16-team league, dude, it's imp- 
I am having the most difficult. All my other teams, I've gotten them unstuck. All of my other teams, I've gotten them unstuck. I feel good right now. I'm very excited to continue uh, playing the market. But with my the same league that he's talking about, I'm trying to orchestrate something similar where I have a lot of value plays and like New Hopkins, Jamestown, Terry McLaurin are like my only sexy players. I got, again, Russell Wilson, Deontay Johnson, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, uh, Eckler, like a bunch of guys that people don't want. So Ben Roethlisberger, <clears throat> I'm stuck in this corner where I got to see who, and this league in particular loves the youth and you got so many shitty teams. In a 16-team league, man, it's crazy how many shitty teams like end up there being. So, like, it might not sound sexy, but in a 16-teamer, these kind of teams get the job done. Yeah, I see six teams that I don't, I don't know when they're going to win, but I'm going to beat them Ever. every time. Right. Uh, and then there's a couple in between. There's a ton of people with youth, and that guy that's loaded is going to have so many draft picks. If he misses any of those, he's in a weird spot. He's going to have to make trades, and he's, he's – He's not going to pay up, so I went and got some people he might pay up for. I mean, Antonio Gibson has got the hype through the roof, and I can trade him or Clyde because as much as I hate it, they are at least close enough in a tier based off of contract and situation and production and upside. Fine. Uh, Kareem Hunt is the cheapest RB1. Like he said, I have a ton of value plays that nobody wants, so I had to get some sexiness. And and I really believe in Debo. And If you rewind a year ago, he was the hottest thing ever. Uh, Kittle's hurt. He's hurt. Ayuk goes off. Ayuk is now this just totally overhyped guy. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm not saying he's not great. Okay. But the hype is unreal. Uh, I, I could see a world where he falls off hard, like hard. Yeah. I can't see a world where Justin Jefferson is suddenly not suddenly wide receiver 96 or 52 or something where he just has a terrible year. I can't see that. I can see that with Ayuk. Um, and when Debo was on the field, he looked great. Uh, he broke his foot. It takes time to come back for that. This is a huge buying window. Same thing with Antonio Gibson. If he had continued to play at such a high level and finish out the year, I think he finished 13 or 14 games. I think it was 13 and he's RB 12 in this PPR league. So, or maybe RB 13. So I got two back end ones now and Kareem Hunt. I mean, I don't even need the second quarterback in that 106 spot. It's hopefully where I'm going to get one. And then if I'm in a tight spot, I've already reached out to a bunch of people with vets that are aging. Like, let me just try and get, a Matt Ryan or an Aaron Rodgers or a Stafford or a, I barked up the Baker tree because he's a little just so mediocre. I've asked for two. I've, I've asked for the young guys. And I've asked for the old guys and I'm just reaching out. It's just that in a 16 team league, especially in February, a lot of teams aren't active. So you have a limited buying uh, window and you got to get work done now before free agency uh, muddles everything up. And then I, I just didn't want to wait. So I got my deal done. I, I'm shocked I traded Kyler. It was not enough. He keeps uh, harassing me. I guess I could have got more, but I still really love it because I got what I think is an RB1, a wide receiver two or right there, wide receiver 15 or something. When he's on the field, he's a one uh, with two of the best coaches and coordinators in the game that I know are going to force feed them touches and make them successful. And then I got another shot at a quarterback. So it is not enough in a regular league, but when you get in those larger ones, this is when you, I, I had to bet on myself. I had to get a little jiggy with it and mix it up. I've got two more 16-team leagues where I'm literally not making a move. I've, I've made two trades in one because they were too easy to – I couldn't pass them up. But uh, those teams are just locked and loaded, and this one was sitting on just a whole bunch of value plays and Kyler Murray, and I had to move Kyler. And it's tough to get value 
out of these leagues because the teams that want him can't afford him. It's not like a 12 team where everybody has people on the bench that you like. Uh, I'm looking through some teams and I'm like, I, there's not enough that you can add because I'm not going to take a 2023 and a 2024 first and some player in 2021. Like it's too far out. So at limited, limited market, man, it was a weird yep. trade. Dude, you are like your it, market. I still like it. Dude, I don't hate it. it it's, I don't hate it at all, especially because I know the league. So, yep. And I, I think if, the league. Gibson has that uh, Christian McCaffrey upside. I don't think, I, I just, I'm, I'm all about uh, Antonio Gibson right now. I can't overinvest, but I just did. So here we go. And the 106, when I'm looking at it, because the guy has picks one, two, and five, and picks three and four have to go quarterback. So if he takes Lawrence, and then Harris or whatever, and it goes quarterback, quarterback, and he takes ETN. That means I get Jamar Chase, you know? And when I'm looking at that's worst-case scenario, maybe Kyle Pitts, I get weird with it. It's a tight end premium. Maybe I just lock down the position. And then um, I have players I can trade and try and scoop one of those old vets. And what was my last point is I lost my mind here. Oh, um, with the quarterback carousel going on, there's going to be a ton of people that are on new teams and I wouldn't be surprised if at pick six, I get the fourth quarterback off the board or the third or whatever. And they end up being the best in the bunch for this year. Cause I don't need them off the bat. There's so many bad teams. I just need them to close well when I finally make the playoffs. And so we see a lot of guys take over, like somebody takes over for Matt Ryan or somebody goes, there's just so many teams, Colts, Steelers, Falcons, Jets, Lions. There's so many teams that can draft somebody and plug them in Washington football team, uh, the Patriots. I mean, like, would you hate if the Patriots do take Mac Jones and pick 15 and it's like, you don't even want that. You hate plugging him into no. your fantasy league. Like you see no. that much worse. No. no, no, no. This is what we talked about last episode. This is the reason I'm making these 80, 40 trades and trying to pick up late first, early seconds is because of these five quarterbacks coming into the league that are all legit that I want my hands on. Like the reason I made two, I only have Brady in that league when I traded Patty. So like the 111 could be another quarterback. It could be Mac. It could be a quarterback that falls because he might have to wait a year or two, but that's fine because I have Brady and somebody else, or it, it is, uh, this is why I'm betting on Brady. This is why I'm betting on other quarterbacks is because I know what's going to happen there. And you did, this is going to be nuts. There's so much changeover that's going on in the league now. And it's why I'm trying to continue to get on, get in on it. Who's it, who to still hang on to like Keenan Allen and a Rob and certain guys who to hang on to, and then who to get in on before the price is too high, but because the tiers are going to change again, going in, the tiers are always changing. Tears are always I like changing. It. Always a changing. Stay good. Stay good, man. Stay good. Yeah. So we do, we did highlight how you need to have a top end quarterback to win. I just want to highlight that it's a 16 team league, man. And I still – the season is so we far did. away. Why can't I get an elite quarterback? Now, oh, instead of having 10 or 12 top quarterback ones, there are 16. So, like, I, I'm only really playing against four other teams. And when I look at their squads like – look at your squad is awesome. Ben Roethlisberger is your two. Do I really consider Ben Roethlisberger to put up more points in any given week than anybody I'm going to slot into that spot? No, Probably not. no. So I'll just, you really only need one. If I could have traded my QB two and my RB two to get that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I would have done that. Couldn't do that. I just had the one stone cold stud 
in a slew of bets. So it's going to be a weird year. Again, my window is small too. So many things went into this. I could talk to you for like two hours because when you look at the teams that are coming up and the one team I keep highlighting that's got a slew of draft picks, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat him in a year or two. I don't know. It could be an absolute juggernaut. Uh, he's really got to fuck that up. Yeah, he would have to ruin it. Uh, but I could if beat I him right told now. Him tonight. Yeah, I can, for sure. Yeah, but I could beat him right now. No, so no, no. I would beat you. Right Dude, you give, me, you, you give me that team right now, I turn it into God, like I said today. You give yeah. me those picks and DK Metcalf and Lamar and ba- – you give me that yeah. team, I will turn it into – like just – oh, you better not fu- – this time, don't – just spread the wealth, man, and, and just go win it. You're going to fuck it up by being too much of a money-grubbing uh, cheapskate. Yes, yeah, well, who knows? I think he can just draft and win. He's, he's in a weird spot, and he's going to have to get bold at some point. So trade offers are coming. Trade offers are coming. All right, man. I think that wraps us up here on the locker room. It was a little bit quick. We've closed out our January draft. Uh, he highlights how he can have an older team and acquire more draft picks. Because the draft picks were in this one. They were represented by kickers, so he's got a lot of draft picks in this year. And four futures, you never know where those are going to settle, even if they're all at the back half. He can deal with it and maybe God forbid a couple of them are high ones and he's just smashing and grabbing. Uh, and then the, how you, how you get unstuck. We talk about 80 forties. We talk about the cute trades. We talk about moving up, moving down in the draft and all those different ways. Sometimes it doesn't work. Your market is your market, especially as a team, the leagues get either larger or stronger. And there are less people active on specific dates, like in January or February or March, you know, and then you're going to have to wait and then try and squeeze it all in when everybody's just doing this random grab. So, he also likes to take advantage of pre, um, pre-free agency, post-free agency, pre-combine, post-combine, pre-draft, post-draft. So in order to do that, your, your audience just isn't as large all the time. So uh, those were two very bold trades, trading away Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray in a super flex league. Uh, his is six point. It's only 12 teams. That's huge. And mine is four point, but it's 16 teams. And he was carrying me. So we got bold. I guess we'll check back in and let them know how it goes, right? We got to win those leagues now. I really I hope Trevor's good. I really hope Trevor's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, see, I didn't get a quarterback back. So I'm in like this limbo. I'm in this weird spot. I should absolutely get hosed uh, for that trade, but I'll check back in. No, it's too early. Not nine months, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's way early. You got, you got, you got a guy. The fact that it's Gibson, man, you got a guy that I'm just drooling over. So yeah. I can't hate it. It'll be on can't the hate move. it be on the move i I really think he's going to show up all right guys well thanks for listening to this episode of the locker room uh we'll come at you next week we got nick pavlano i believe he's going to be on once uh maybe twice uh we'll hit you with another locker room talk and then the week after that cj kraus top 10 ranker sean did you know this oh you know it he is man all right guys thanks for listening hey